my brother-in-law Sean Olbs of the Eiffels was able to talk to Izzy Heltai over Zoom video. Izzy talks about growing up in Massachusetts, how he got into music, and his debut album, Father. You can watch the interview with my brother-in-law uh, Sean and Izzy on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards, and make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We'd love that at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Izzy Heltai. Izzy Heltai, thanks so much, man, for joining us. Sweet, thanks for having me, Sean. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I've been listening to the uh, to the new LP, uh, Father. Uh, really cool. Um, so I, I I'm interested in uh, hearing the story behind that. But uh, before we talk about that, uh, why don't you just take us back and tell us how you got into music in the first place? Oh, I got into music, man. So I have, I think, the classic story of it's like my parents uh, put me in piano lessons from a really early age to, nice. uh, you know, mm-hmm. learn some techniques, some classical skills. I was about four years old. Um, I was really bad. I hated practicing. Uh-huh. Had a wonderful, like, I feel like the majority of people I knew that took classical piano lessons either had like a Russian or a Ukrainian, like really severe teacher. (laughs) And I also did. So it was like, I had this wonderful Ukrainian woman and she was so good at piano, but she was like pretty strict. Mm -hmm. It would always get on me because I never practiced. And the only other kids that would like take classes from her were like all these Russian kids. And Mm -hmm. so we were like (laughs) the one family that like did not speak Russian or Ukrainian. It was pretty funny, but anyways, she was awesome. Uh, But yeah, so that's kind of like how I started uh, playing music initially. Both my sister and I did it. Um, I did that until I was like 12. Um, and because, you know, at that point when you're getting in your teenage years, you're like, that's not cool anymore, mom. I want to mm-hmm. play Green Day songs. Uh-huh. And so I took up the electric guitar. All right. And yeah, that's, that's when I started doing that. Sounds very familiar. Sounds not too dissimilar from uh, from my upbringing. Uh, yeah. my, minus the strict Russian um, oh. teacher, I had I had a couple just you know easygoing teachers, um, but yeah, quickly uh, uninterested in in playing um, you know whatever were in those music books and wanted to play some power chords and all that. I no right, that's how I feel. I'm like I want to have my guitar like down to my knees, play like yeah, exactly. one power chord, and have an SG. Yeah. Right. I, uh, I remember trying to, I, I remember trying to, you know, cause uh, w- when I started playing guitar, that was, like you said, that was the whole style was trying to wear your guitar as low as possible. You know, <laughs> like I know all, right? all the, all, the co- all those cool bands in the nineties and everything like green day and Nirvana and everyone like blink when they, they had it like down to their knees somehow. And I remember just thinking it was really difficult. And uh, a cousin of mine who played guitar, I was, I was telling him how hard it was to play that way. And he was like, dude, just play it, man. And he was like, don't worry about what it looks like. So from then on, just from my cousin saying, dude, just play it. So from then on, I just, I, I put my guitar up to where I could actually comfortably play it. And, uh. Uh, and since then I haven't cared. Uh, so, uh, but I know exactly what you mean. Do you still oh, play I- that way? Oh my God. No, I was going to say, it's funny you mentioned that because I feel like as, uh, especially when I was like, you know, as a folk singer, I went the hard opposite where now I have like this small parlor guitar and I like, yeah, I wear, like as high as, yeah, possible. as, high as possible. That's like, that's now the hipster way, you know? You yeah. Right. Up, like, exactly. Way so I went the, the hard other way. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> 
So, uh, so you start playing guitar and, uh, is that what you were playing at first? Like rock and roll at first, kind of like punk rock. Stuff? Yeah. I mean, it's like, I mean, like, like I said, definitely like green day stuff. Like I just mm. wanted to learn how to play rock and roll and like, mm. you know, whatever Beatles song I wanted, but then it kind of spiraled into it. Uh, in my teenage years, it's like, I was really listening to a lot of songwriters from like the sixties. Mm. Um, it's what I grew up listening to. And after kind of like being like, a young teenager being like, I want to listen to like kind of punk rock and rock yeah. and roll. Um, I kind of just like fell in love with Simon and Garfunkel again and mm. you know, Joni Mitchell, Joan Baez. And uh, quickly I kind of realized like with my guitar playing, I wasn't really interested in like theory or scales. Mm -hmm. I just cared about songs. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's kind of like when I started really kind of abandoning like actually technically learning an instrument and mm -hmm. just kind of learning an instrument to use it for what I wanted to do, which was writing songs. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned kind of 60s songwriter um, influence, because I definitely hear that in uh, in your music. And um, and that's what that's that's what that's the influence that I hear when I was listening to the the new album Father. So I uh, so is that that's in high school you're kind of you know you're playing around and and you already kind of know that you you want to go in this direction um where does it go from there where do you remember some of the first times you maybe took some steps to maybe play live or um or 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 you know maybe actually do some decent recordings yeah well decent recordings i was far off from uh -huh. in high school but uh yeah i mean you know the first times I was playing live where, uh, you know, at open mics in high school, I had a really cool supportive music community. And it's funny, actually, mm. like the guy I was playing with my friend, Micah is, is still now, um, I guess almost like 10 years later after our, I guess basically 10 years after our freshman year of high school, he's still like, you know, my closest bandmate and like who I do everything with still. I lived nice. with him for two years um, th these past two years, but his name is Micah. But anyways, yeah. So we started out playing like Avett brothers covers at like our high school open mics and then it's it's always funny when people ask me this because like i'm not really sure when playing out and writing songs like solidified in my mind as like what i want to do with my life but there just became a point where i was like well i don't think i know how to do anything else know how to do anything else or have much interest in doing anything else right um but it's like my first gigs out were like at the coffee shop across the street from my college when i was like 18. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of started trying to do it more and more. And then, yeah, it kind of spiraled into like me wanting to do it with the rest of my life. And so you're playing live at, uh, you know, near college. And uh, and what's nice about your music is I feel like you do have a, a variety of places you could play it. You know, um, you could play it at a regular venue or you could play it at someplace more mellow, like a coffee shop. Um, and so at what point was it sometime in college then where, where you were like, okay, I need to maybe sit down and record some of these in, in a, in a manner that people will want to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think it's like once you're booking yourself and you're like, oh, people want to take home something or, or see what you're about. And it, it kind of just started like, um, I guess it probably started at the end of high school, kind of just like in my buddy's house, like uh, recording stuff. And I never really had much interest in like recording or being in a studio Unlike, like, I feel like a lot of kids my age were like growing up with garage band and like figuring out production stuff as teenagers. And I mm -hmm. had never had any interest. Like what I thought music was, was like one guy and a guitar, like I, you know, aspired to be. 
I mean, I have my feelings about Bob Dylan, but the mm-hmm. fact <laughs> and the idea of someone kind of mesmerizing like a stadium full of people with just a guitar yeah. is like a really cool thing. I mean, I yeah. still think, I think my uh, goals have shifted a bit since I was a teenager, but I just thought that was the coolest thing. And I thought it was the purest way that music was kind of received. So I was kind of averse to being in studio or like fancy recording stuff. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really like step into a studio until like my sophomore year of college. So I was like 19. Um, I was gigging out. I like made like kind of a live EP with a band I was playing with at the time. Um, and yeah. And then I kind of just kept pumping out EPs yearly, usually until this past record, which was my first record, which was like kind of the first time I really felt prepared to kind of release songs in this capacity yeah so you so you had some and i totally agree i've always thought it it, it's very cool uh for piano one of the reasons i I think piano is so cool too is it's you know it's a whole orchestra in front of you um and so those who can who can perform solo well on a on a piano or with an acoustic guitar or something like that it's it's just so awesome because they're just a lone entity who can all of a sudden be a concert wherever they go you know Mm -hmm. um but uh so it sounds like you had some you know a lot of a lot of practice time putting out um putting out singles and eps here and there um and then and yeah the the new uh the new lp is is a great collection of songs and uh just like a a really solid and and consistent vibe to it um so tell me a little bit about that uh about that lp and, and and what made that a little bit different yeah i mean it was kind of just uh a, a, like most of the songs were written on this like kind of two and a half like i would say quote unquote tour but it was mm-hmm. more of like a glorified road trip i was i was still playing music every night but really the idea of it was like I was just going places I'd never gone before. And like, mm-hmm. it was more like that. I just wanted to see a lot of the country I'd never seen. Then I'm like, I'm going to play like great shows because you know, the majority of them, it's like, I would play at a brewery or a coffee shop just to like, like make enough money to get to the next place. And I was yeah. like sleeping in national parks. And so it was this incredible transformative summer I had of like two and a half months on the road. And I met the coolest people and, um, you know, and so I wrote a lot of these songs on that trip during this time where I just felt like I was kind of changing as a person so much. Yeah. And some of them, these songs are like older and kind of have been with me for like my entire trajectory as a songwriter, um, which was cool. But yeah, so it was kind of after that summer, I finally felt ready to be like, I've been doing this in a certain way for a decent amount of time. I think it's time to like, you know, take this step and then mm-hmm. possibly launch wherever it's going to be going. Cause I feel like having a, a, a full record out is a good base for whatever's going to happen next. Um, yeah. And, yeah. That uh, sounds like an awesome time. So did you, did you contact a lot of these places ahead of time, like a typical tour where, you, you know, you kind of said, Hey, I'm, you know, can I play here or, or were you doing some of this spontaneously? Like, Hey, I'm in town. I'm going to go walk oh, over no. to this. It was, Absolutely. It was like, I spent like, it was like, I I left for two and a half months in May. And it was like, I was reaching out to people and like starting in September to try to figure this out because I was going places. Like I was in like the middle of nowhere in Wyoming or like, Mm -hmm. I really wanted to go far out and kind of like see, like I had always done like DIY tours and like, Mm -hmm. 
Um, you know, fortunately, like I work with people now, but it was like, that's how I always did. It was just like cold calling places and yeah, just like figuring it out. Uh, so that was like my bread and butter. And it's like, I'm very used to like very bad shows because of that. Um, <laughs> or like sometimes, I mean, you, you know, like very sparse, weird things and sure. places you've never been. Yeah. Um, and it's great. I mean, it's weird and sometimes sad and hard, but like <laughs> builds character, right? Yeah. Hey, uh, like you said, you were just on a trip. You just so happened to be playing while you're <laughs> on your trip. You know, it's uh but yeah, so I booked it out like a normal tour, but it was like, you know, there were some places like when I was in like, you know, let's say like Walsenburg, Wyoming, or like, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's like places where it's like, I'll reach out to places and they're like, yeah, you can play here, but also we don't usually do music. And how did you find us? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. actually. <laughs> Well, that is, again, that's one of the cool things about being, um, you know, the singer songwriter type. You can roll into virtually any space and and uh, and make it a concert without, you know, disturbing too many people's sensibilities one way or the other. You know what I mean? Um, so they either love it or, or they're just like, hey, this is pleasant music in the background. You know, um, it sounds I like this idea that you were sleeping in national parks too along the way that's cool so were you you camping were you did you just sleeping in your car what were you doing yeah so i was always sleeping in my car i kind of built like this this bed frame in my in the back of my subaru um, nice that yeah i'm like a very not handy person so it was kind of like a miracle and like my pride and joy that i like finagled this like bed frame it was awesome so it took up like half the storage space in my car and there was storage underneath and storage on the side of it so i slept there most nights especially like you know i was in places um well i did a leg in canada and i did that with a friend and so it was still quite cold there in may so we stayed with people but besides that when i was you know out what i love i love being outside and i love hiking and i love camping so it like works for me that it's like I don't have to plan where I'm staying. I either stay in my car or I also have like a great tent when it's like at a national park. And um, yeah, so I got to see like places I'd never seen before and probably would have never been able to see in that way if not yeah. traveling this way. I'm speaking of Wyoming. I mean, you probably had some gorgeous scenery along the way. Yeah. Oh my God. The driving out there is just incredible. And it's just, you feel such a sense of, I think why I love touring on my own it's like the sense of presence you get when it's just you alone in in a place thousands of miles away from any, anyone you know mm -hmm. um, it's just kind of incredible yeah do you feel like uh, aside from kind of this self-development that was happening on this trip that there was also kind of a maybe a confidence solidifying in you you're like hey i'm on the road like for months doing music um you know i need to i need to put together like a real album to put out here you know and 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 kind of you know to express who i who i am now yeah yeah i mean i think definitely so i think in terms of confidence building building um well it was definitely right so there was like kind of this solidified sense of my character and like feeling confident yeah in these collections of songs it's like this is actually how i want to present myself as an artist to the world um but then also with the uh the show playing it really strips you of all pride when mm. you're playing some of the weirdest worst shows <laughs> mm -hmm. of your life uh -huh. and still enjoying it in a way because it's like this is kind of the weirdest and worst it maybe will get as a singer songwriter 
and I'm still like fine. I'm like hanging out. <laughs> right. Right. So may, maybe, maybe confidence isn't the right word, but certainty in yourself, you know, like That's certainty in, in what you're doing. True. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so, so these songs, um, you were writing them along the way, which is kind of cool. Um, did I hear you correctly? You were kind of writing them on the, some of these on the oh, road. Oh Yeah, dude. I mean like songbird I wrote, I remember I woke up in like a Walmart parking lot in Pittsburgh and <laughs> nice. the song was kind of in my head and I had a, like an afternoon gig somewhere. And I remember just cranking it out like right before. Um, yeah. And then some of them, some of these songs were kind of like melodies I'd like, kind of had in the back of my head for a long time and then revisited and kind of took months to actually come out and, and write, but mm. yeah. Yeah. And, and so you, you'd write it maybe when you woke up in the parking lot that day and then you'd perform it like that night or what? Oh no, playing. I couldn't do that. Okay. That's <laughs> I was going to say, that's pretty cool. You know, I mean, uh, but uh, whether or not you did, you played them, you know, the same day or the next day or the following week, um, how often, you know, how how fast was that turnaround when you're writing on the road? Were you waiting until songs that you were writing kind of at the beginning were, were any of them played later on the tour? Um, I'm actually not so sure. Maybe, but I like I like to practice a lot before I play right. things out. Right. Um, I'm not so great with nerves, like remembering things I wrote. Right. Kind of recently. So kind of like right on the road, edit at home kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, definitely. To, to, uh, to, uh, alter a previous, uh, who said, who said right drunk, edit sober? Someone said that. <laughs> I think it was like, might've been Hemingway or something like that. <laughs> that's good that. advice that too line. though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, uh, but Izzy's advice is right on the road, edit, read it and practice at home. <laughs> <laughs> so Izzy, uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, the new album father, uh, came, came out, um, just a couple of weeks ago, October 9th. Um, and you know, it, 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 uh, you probably had some, you know, some plans to tour again, but, um, but maybe not, maybe not so much at this very moment. Um, although, like I said, like we said, your, um, your style of music does lend itself to maybe some more unconventional venues, you know, maybe some, you know, parks and, and that sort of thing. Are, are you thinking about any live situations uh, in the near future? Um, or are you, are you waiting kind of like the rest of the, uh, the music world for, you know, maybe things to op start opening up again? Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm, I'm okay waiting. I spent a lot of time kind of uh, really grinding away at just playing all the time and mm -hmm. um, i'm really trying to take advantage of like you know this is the longest i've been in one place since i was like 19. yeah and it's been really really incredible for my songwriting and like my progression as like uh, an artist uh so like we're going back in the studio at the end of this month and it, it's kind of like i get to create music that if none of this happened would not be coming out of me at this point and i would mm. not have the time Mm -hmm. and space to kind of cultivate this growth um so I, i'm trying to you know keep it in perspective and be thankful for that yeah silver lining and and you mentioned that this year has been kind of i mean aside from <laughs> mentally for everybody it's we were saying it seems like a long you know it, it seems like an extended year um in some regards um do you were did that perception allow you to write more than you usually do 
what do you mean by that? Did, you know, sitting at home, not much to do. Um, like you said, you, you've, been, you've been able to write some songs that you might not otherwise. Have you oh. been written more, even volume wise? Absolutely. So I am creatively in, in the best space I've ever been in my life. And, and, and it, it is due to kind of the amount of time and space I've had to just learn a lot more about things in music I never thought I'd be doing. So like I said, I never spent time doing production. Mm. I actually got like obsessed with production and pop music through all of this. And so I've been listening mm. to a lot of music I never thought I'd be listening to before. And it's kind of um, and having the time to do that, it, it's just kind of made me grow years in advance in such a short period of time because I've just had so much time to sit and focus and learn yeah. about new stuff that has pushed my songwriting so much. Speaking of production, the, the production on Father uh, is really great. It's just, you know, subtle and, and you know, understated and just, you know, really, really pretty. Um, did, did you work with anybody on that? Um, you know, I know you said you weren't too focused on production before. Yeah. So it's actually the studio I do all my stuff at. That's where I'm heading to later tonight to, to play with my band. Cause we're going back in it soon to crank out some singles for 2021. But, uh, it's my dear friend, Andy Cass at sleeper cave records. So I live in Western Massachusetts and, uh, my buddy owns this beautiful, studio space uh and it's like you know if if anyone's familiar with western massachusetts or massachusetts in general it's just we have so many old mill buildings that are abandoned mm. so my buddy gets this incredible space with these windows and this old mill building right on a river cool the middle of the forest what that's cool it's like yeah and we've got a community of wonderful musicians out here so it's just very easy and relaxed to build these songs up and i get to spend as much time as i want in the studio without a pressure of like you know a high budget, like crazy studio. That's like your time is so much money. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh, it's funny you mentioned that because listening to the album, I could totally picture it being written, played amongst the trees next to a river. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's got that, you know, with the, with the sound of the water playing, you know, trickling next to it. I, uh, so I, I, I think it might be lending you some inspiration or um, oh, vice oh, versa. That's Definitely true. No, I am. I've been in Western Mass for about uh, seven years now, and I don't plan on leaving anytime soon. Nice. So, Izzy, it's been a pleasure, man. Um, we like to end the interview by asking if you had one piece of advice to offer aspiring artists, what would it be? Um, I guess just be patient. Um, things will happen in their time. It's not worth kind of forcing anything inorganically out of you, especially when you're just write the songs that come to you or you know, your growth will happen.